Today's episode is brought to you by the experts at Olive Branch Bookkeeping. Are you feeling overwhelmed by your business finances? With their help, you'll be able to keep a pulse on your income and expenses and make informed decisions for the profitability of your business. Don't let finances hold you back any longer. Connect with Olive Branch Bookkeeping by visiting the link in the show notes and take charge of your financial future today. All right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Wealthy Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Carrie Briner, and today we're going to be discussing the imposter syndrome. Um, I think it's something that quite a bit, quite a few of us deal with at one point or another, right? Yeah. Um, but before that, I want to remind you guys, we want to invite you guys to our Facebook group, which is called The Wealthy Entrepreneur, and this group is... Um, really a community for realtors, entrepreneurs, and business owners. We wanted to have something that just tied in the conversations we're having here on the podcast to something where we could connect with you guys in a community form and collaborate. Yeah, I love this conversation. And, you know, a podcast is a great place to get a conversation started, but we can't get your feedback and interaction as much as we can in a Facebook group. So hopefully you'll join the conversation there. Yeah. All right. So tell us about the imposter syndrome. Well, we've all heard the word. I don't really like the term, but I use it because that's what everybody understands. You know, it really just is. What? Well, real quick, what do you not like about that? I don't know. I just think, you know. Too negative? Yeah, it's kind of negative. It's like a syndrome. I don't know. There's just something about it that I'm like, it's really nothing other than the fact that we have feelings that we allow to control, you know, our actions. But I mean, don't we all have mindsets that we go through and limiting beliefs? Yeah. Every day, of course. And they show up more in entrepreneurship than anywhere because when you're an entrepreneur, everything falls on your shoulders as far as, you know, success or failure. I mean, there's nobody to blame other than yourself when you're an entrepreneur. You could blame the market. You could blame all these other things. But the reality is I think it shows up more um, in entrepreneurship because it, it, it kind of exposes you a little bit as a human being. And so Imposter syndrome happens to everyone, I think, at different times of their life, whether they're an entrepreneur or not. It's just simply that you allow feelings of self-doubt and personal thoughts of incompetence, right, that that Mm -hmm. just you let them overcome your thinking, even though logically you know you're educated, you have experience, you have the wherewithal to do it. And so what it really is is that the egoic part of your mind is telling you something that's not true and you're believing it. That's literally all it is. So sometimes I just think imposter syndrome makes it sound more dramatic than it is. Yeah. And um, in reality, this happens to us in moments throughout our lives, and sometimes it can create a huge funk, you know, that we go through. Um, and I think the faster you can recognize that you're having those thoughts and realize they're not true and not believe them, the better off you are. Yes, I agree. And I think it is hard. It's difficult sometimes because um, I've struggled with it from time to time. There are a lot of people out there on you know, we've got all these platforms now, YouTube, mm-hmm. social media. And so there are a lot of people who are giving out false information when they don't have experience. And so when you are the person trying to give your experience or help in some way, mm-hmm. you you kind of look at those and go, well, I don't ever want to be like that. So I'm probably not far enough along to help this person. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like the whole idea of comparing yourself. And then that adds yeah. to this whole thought process that I have inability to help or that I'm not worthy or why would anybody want to listen to me? So it probably is more common, those thinking, those thoughts than they, than it was, let's call it 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. I don't, I don't know. I don't really remember, to be honest with you. I mean, I remember 23 years ago, starting in real estate, 
And certainly um, being in the midst of doing transactions and going, wait, do I, should I even be doing this? What am I even doing? Um, I don't think I have like... Because you started pretty young. Yeah, too, I was right? 23 so. years old. I literally still to this day, my very first transaction was a friend of mine out of college. So she was also very young. She was buying a townhouse. Yeah. And <clears throat> I literally sat with the loan officer in my office building because they had um, a mortgage office inside of our building. Okay. And she stayed late to pre-approve my friend who that was done over the phone. So I was in the office and she literally had to look over the contract with me because I had nobody else to look it over. And I didn't even know if I was filling it out correctly. And I was terrified because I didn't want to screw my friend over. Gosh. And I was, and so the lender is looking over, but now the lender had like 20 years of experience at that time. And she kind of right. took me under her wing. So she was pretty clear what a purchase agreement should look like. But in that moment, I literally, I still to this day, remember having like almost this like out of body experience. Like, are you, act, is this actually your career and are you actually doing this? Like, yeah. what are you doing? Um, Questioning whether you because should it even was, be in that room. Yeah, it was like two hundred and probably $50,000 at the time, which is a lot of money for somebody who's 23 years old. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what if I screw something up for this person, you know, and, and who do I think I am to be able to even know how to do this or to even try to do this? Right. And so I do remember that in the moment. And so I guess whether we have outside forces or not, we're always going to have that question. Um, and so, but in that moment, I had two choices. I could listen to it and like freeze and freak out and not do it. Yeah. Um, or I could say, this is it. I'm doing it. I can do it just like anybody else. I'm going to learn through it and I'm going to make this my career. And I like remember that moment where it was just like a decision, like, yes, you are doing this. Like, let's do this. Right. And it was the building block of, you know, in the next couple of years being a top producing agent and not letting that fear cripple me, even though many, many times throughout those couple of years, I had a lot of situations where I was nervous. Yeah. And so now I think we have more th thrown at us and we're looking at other people and we're seeing what people post on social media, which really isn't their reality most of the time. And so it it perpetuates it more. So we're probably, that's why this word became, I think, a buzzword, imposter syndrome. Um, but I think all, the most important thing I just wanted to talk about today is that the reality is, is that you do have what it takes to be successful as a human being. I mean, the reality is that anybody can do anything they want to do and Anybody who started doing something that you want to do was in the same position you were in at some point. Yep. And even though they're further along than you, they probably also still have those same thoughts and feelings about themselves as they take it to the next level. So number one, it's just reality. Your mind is going to do this to you. Number two, as long as you can move past that thought process into something positive, you're going to be able to continue to be successful. So nothing's wrong with you if you think of this way. Nothing's, right. nothing's wrong with you if you have these thoughts come into your mind. But you do have a choice that you have to make. And so, again, it comes down to being aware and moving yourself into more conscious thinking and not letting those subconscious limiting beliefs um, overtake you because they will. They'll create a lot of fear and doubt. And ultimately, it, you know, you're either going to move forward or you're not. And it would just be a sad state of affairs to let your egoic part of your mind who's trying to keep you safe stop you from achieving some of your life's goals. You know, that's literally what drives me in my daily life is to help people not let that happen to them. Because, um, you know, regret is the number one thing that people talk about at the end of their life. And I've read yep. many books and listened to many podcasts about that. And it just, it's the one thing that really motivates me to not let fear stop me. And I really don't want people to get to the end of their life and say, gosh, what was I afraid about that for? Why right. did I think that about myself? Look what I could have done. Yeah, you look back and go, that was stupid. Why did I hold myself back? It seems like um, when you talk about your first experience in real estate, the night that you were sitting there with a the lender, it triggered like a fight or flight mode for you. Mm -hmm. And you chose to fight, like push forward and yeah. move through it. 
but a lot of people have that fight or flight mode prior to doing anything True. and it holds them it just stops them in their tracks before they even get started True. you were thrown into it and it's mm -hmm. like it's like okay i just step away or do i just keep moving forward some people don't even take the first step through the door because the same this same process is going on in their mind and then it just holds them back thinking that they're not worthy of doing it. That's so true. That is so true. And so overthinking creates that. Yep. Um, I'm not an overthinker, thankfully. That that was not part of my, you know, my brain <laughs> as I was born into the world and I'm really grateful for that. Um, I mean, I can overthink, but it's not a natural thing for me. And so um, also I think probably, I don't even know if I, I don't even know if that's true. I just know as long as I can remember, I don't allow myself to overthink. I was very worrisome as a child, and so I might have been an overthinker, honestly, when I was young, but it was so problematic for me that I just didn't allow myself to overthink anymore. So I may have trained my brain to not be an overthinker. I don't I don't know that that's an interesting thing for me to explore. <laughs> I think you probably did. I feel like I have because mm -hmm. um, I definitely overthink a lot of things. Um, and then I overanalyze mm -hmm. things. And um, that's why, like, we were having a conversation about it recently. Like, we just implement. And that's because I have to do that. or Otherwise, I will get stuck in this planning to plan mode, yeah. which a lot of people do. Yeah. So that's a little So you bit... have to force yourself to act. That's a good topic. We so should talk about that. So I have to that. push myself into just, like, just do it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Like, because I naturally want to do, get every little detail figured out mm -hmm. first. And I have to just push past that. Yeah. Well, and that comes in imposter syndrome. So I think when you force yourself as a human being, it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or not to do something, you will automatically have these feelings of doubt. Yeah. Because you, you just do your brain's going, what are you doing? Why do you think you can do this? Who are you? Right. Here's all the things that can go wrong. So by getting into action, you're actually going to impose this imposter syndrome on yourself. Therefore, you just have to be prepared that this is going to happen. Yeah. So I know it's going to happen. I wait for it to happen, and then I move past it as fast as possible. The only way to move past it is really to, well, there are some steps, and we're going to talk about that in the actionable items. But I think that the main thing about imposter syndrome or having these feelings of self-doubt and personal incompetence, even though you know you're educated and experienced and accomplished, is um, that it does really affect your self-confidence as an entrepreneur, and it can cause your performance to suffer. And that's where I've seen people really um, you know, self-sabotage, um, you know, to your point, freeze or flee. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's the the fight or flight, and then there's this third one that's freeze, and that's a really common one that people um, they just do nothing. They literally can't do anything. They're like paralyzed. Like I've had people explain to me that it's literally like paralysis to them. Wow. And um and then it's so frustrating to them that they can't do anything that then it actually affects their self confidence further, and they actually get more down. Because they know that they should do something, but they literally can't. It's just this really fascinating thing. And so it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy at that point, too. Right. So it's like if you can't get past the imposter syndrome, the fear of not getting the results you want is exactly telling you, see, you're not good enough because you're not getting the results you want. And then it's like, oh, then you believe what you think about yourself. Because you're frozen and not taking any action. Correct. Because if anybody doesn't take action, you're not going to have success. Right. That's uh, that's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of the freeze one, but I could see that being an issue with some people who mm -hmm. just like they're not leaving the situation. They're not doing anything. Just they just kind of hold on. Yeah, because you know, if you leave the situation now, it's like I'm a failure because I left entrepreneurship or I left the career or I whatever. Right. right? So it's like that starts to they don't want to do that. 
they also don't know how to move forward. And so it just creates this this not doing anything, this inaction. So how have you helped or how, how do you see people sorting through this? Yeah, so I think this is the best part is that we're all going to have it. It's okay if you have it. There's nothing wrong with you. You're going to have those those doubts. And what you have to understand is that, in fact, you should be prepared that you are going to. It's not that... It's not if, it's when and how often you're going to have these thoughts come in your right. mind, especially if you're if you're pushing the envelope, if you're moving fast, if you're trying new things, oh, yeah. this is going to show up even more. I have felt it. Yes. I mean, I felt that, like, it kind of makes sense now. Like I never, yesterday. I never thought about it. <laughs> I never thought about it until you said, like, when you have to push past and just start taking action, mm-hmm. like, it's going to come up. Mm-hmm. And it comes up a lot. And then yeah. I just, I don't know, I've just gotten to the point where... Oh, well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> you, you just have trained your brain to go, yeah, well, that's what you think, but I'm still doing it anyway. Yeah. And see what happens is that also then becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy in the other direction, which is like, see, I can do things yeah. and life doesn't blow up. Business doesn't fail. It's all fine. I learned, look, look, I did that. And then you actually gain confidence. And what actually happens is those thoughts of incompetence and self-doubt become less powerful because every time you move into action, you're proving to yourself that those things aren't true. So you still have those thoughts, but you actually dismiss them a lot faster and they don't feel as powerful. It's just like building a muscle. So even with this podcast, I thought, I think I had the same feeling for a slight moment, like who am I to be sitting Mm -hmm. here discussing these things? But that's why I clarified, like, I don't have it figured out. We're working through, everybody's working on Mm -hmm. things. We're just talking about it. We see people on TV that we think have everything figured out. And when you see them in a down moment, it's like, no, they're just like everybody else. Yeah, but they're willing to put themselves out there and at least yep. have the conversation. And I think if we have the conversation, it helps us, and we know that. I mean, it's like yeah. the whole concept of if you teach something, you're going to become better at it yourself. Yep. That's like, you know, hopefully by us talking about it, we continue to grow personally and professionally. That's our goal. And if we can help other people on the journey or provide a space for it, then why shouldn't we? Right. So um, so actionable items. So if you are struggling with those feelings of inadequacy or self-doubt or unworthiness or personal incompetence, i.e. imposter syndrome, um, there are six things that I have found that help you to get past this. And so this is what I've helped clients with. And these are some, some things you can do. The first thing is you have to acknowledge the feelings. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before. It's like, First of all, you can't pretend like you don't have them because you're embarrassed by them because you have them. You're thinking them. They just are what they are. So you have to acknowledge it and create awareness around it and be okay with it because the second you do that, it brings that to the forefront of your mind and you can deal with it through consciousness and logic. Otherwise, it's all going to be swirling around in your head in a very illogical emotional way mm-hmm. and you cannot get past it or work through it that way because you're going to notice really easily once you're in a conscious and logical state that imposter syndrome does not make any sense at all right. because you are capable based on other past experiences or accomplishments period 99% of the time you're going to go well that's just a dumb thing that I'm thinking but you cannot actually get to that point if you don't acknowledge become aware and move out of the emotion of it Yep. Um, The second thing is that you have to build a support system around you, I think, to kind of invalidate your fears that you have or those feelings of maybe um, inability or not worthy. Um, So I have found that just being around people that can be like, you're great at what you do. Thank you for teaching me that. You're awesome at what you do. You've inspired me. You've helped me to do something different. The more you can hear that feedback from people because you're around the right people 
And you can do that for others, by the way, right? I believe that we can't really take things if we don't give it out there first. So be out there and be that person for someone else. Just find your tribe of people that are doing things like shaking things up and trying new things and growing themselves because they're going to have these same feelings and so are you. And you can help each other through that process. Oftentimes other people see how successful we can be and they see it in us more than we can ever see it in ourselves. That's why I think people have really succeeded with coaching um, relationships sometimes. If that relationship is so strong with that coach or that mentor, that leader can see something in somebody that they cannot see in themselves. It literally gets them past these feelings and allows them to get into action when they can't do it themselves. Yeah, I agree. And masterminds, I mean, when Mm -hmm. you're just in that group of people that you know, you're all aspiring to do something bigger. Yeah. You're going to all go through some of these similar things at the same mm-hmm. same times or maybe different times. Yeah. And it does help to just be able to sit down and talk with people. Because if you just stay in your own little bubble, then these thoughts are just going to control your actions. All day long. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because you can also hear other people saying, well, I think that too, or you can see other people having their own self-doubt, um, which makes it more... Uh, wow, if they feel that way too, but they're still doing it. Right. Because again, it's easier for us to see things in other people than ourselves. Especially if you maybe view them as being ahead of you in Mm -hmm. some way or more successful, Mm -hmm. um, and then you realize that they have it. It's like, okay, well, it doesn't make me feel as bad now because I'll just keep having these things and you got to deal with it. Yep, exactly. The other one is to challenge the beliefs. So part of that process of acknowledging your feelings and getting into more of a, a logical conversation with yourself versus letting the illogical and the emotional stuff swirl in your brain is that you've got to almost like take that out of your head, put it on paper and challenge it. You, It's an interesting concept. I have to challenge my own thinking. I have to challenge my own beliefs. I have to challenge this subconscious part of myself. It's like there's two of you. It's like the subconscious and the conscious. But the facts don't support your imposter beliefs and feelings 99.999% of the time, right? You have the experience to succeed. You need to look at your resume, look at your experience, look at your accomplishments, make it a point to actually focus on your successes, which is also not a very natural thing for people. We like to focus on the things we didn't do well, the things that are outstanding on our to-do list, the things we said we were going to do that we won't do. Instead of actually saying, hey, I had a couple wins this week. That was awesome. I moved the needle forward in that. We don't naturally do that. But if you're actually more purposeful about that, it's going to help to eliminate some of these beliefs because it's logical and it's factual. And that isn't going to be able to, um, you're not going to be able to sustain those thoughts that come against that. So think about your wins and let them resonate with you emotionally. And it starts to discharge some of the other negative emotions. Um, Really quick too, mm -hmm. what do you think causes that? What do you think causes people to just focus on negative? Because it's a it's a, I feel like it's a mm-hmm. natural human behavior. We, we tend to be drawn towards uh, negative stuff. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why everybody, the news gets so mm-hmm. much attention, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because the egoic part of the mind is going to always want us to be safe from harm. And so it will push towards us things that, um, that won't, want, won't make us go out and try new things, won't put us into Keeping new, us in that safe zone. Mm-hmm. So that's like things that create fear or, gosh, remember what happened last time, or you're not good enough for that. Why would you even want to try that? And so it's just a natural thing that the subconscious mind does. Um, and so we have to retrain that. If we right. don't, it can be really a vicious cycle. Yeah. So I think that you know when you let your wins resonate, you challenge how it's possible to have all the things you already have in your life and going for you. And being an imposter at the same time, you're going to realize the bottom line is it can't. And yep. that that's just a training of your brain. 
Um, one other thing that we, you know, words matter. We've talked about this a lot. The, 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 the words that we say actually really, really matter to how, what we believe about ourselves. And so we have to stop saying things like, yeah, I know I accomplished ABC, but because that's negating everything that we accomplished. And you've heard that before, but you mm-hmm. have to quit negating what you've done in the past because it's going to it's going to make you feel like it doesn't matter. But the reality is it does matter because if you've done successful things in the past, it absolutely equates to you being able to do more successful things. Right. It absolutely does equate to your competence. So just change the story, change the verbiage. I did it before, so that means I can do it again. I say that stuff to myself all the time. Even though this is a new venture, I've done this before. I can do this. Like I literally have trained myself to say that. Do I all the time 100% believe it? No, I just have faith in it because, I mean, I've done other things. So why wouldn't I? I mean, the chance of me doing it is equal to the chance that I'm not going to be able to do it. So I choose to focus on the fact that I probably can. Um, And then you usually will if you believe you can, right? Because you're just going to move forward in a positive way. And one tool that I've had that has helped, and I don't use it as much now, but I had this like a daily planner to kind of keep my day Mm -hmm. organized. But it was something that went through my goals at the beginning of the day and uh, at the end of the day you review your successes mm-hmm. and so the point of the exercise is that even if you have the worst shit day mm-hmm. you're going to sit back and go okay what did i succeed at today mm-hmm. maybe it's small maybe it's large but you you don't allow the negative thoughts to overpower the end of the day mm-hmm. kind of to what you were saying mm-hmm. like you don't want to negate everything you did that day that was positive because mm-hmm. the one bad experience that you had. Yeah. I had a conversation with somebody the other day and, and I asked him how his day was going and he's he's like, it's an awesome day. And I'm like, every day is an awesome day, isn't it? And he said, yeah, it, it is. And I said, truly, if you believe that it is, it is because just because one bad thing happens does not have to mean that the whole day is a bad day. Right. You can choose that your day is awesome no matter what. And one moment never has to turn into a bad day. But one moment can turn in a bad into a bad day if you if you let it, and so it literally is a mindset if you have a good day or not. But that brings it back to I love your strategy of you have to figure out what you are succeeding at, and you have to remind yourself because if you never tell yourself or remind yourself or celebrate your wins or anything that you're doing good, then all of the imposter syndrome beliefs are going to seem much more real. Um, so it's just a habit we have to get into. The last two tips are. You have to find out what's true about you because the whole concept of this these imposter syndrome thoughts are telling us that we're not successful at something even though we have experience that says otherwise, right? So you have to ask yourself, what is it about me that made me successful in this experience? How can I apply that to this coming up? You know, when you realize what's intrinsically true about you as a human being, these thoughts and these beliefs about yourself literally cannot live on in you. But we don't spend time doing that because also the the agog part of the mind doesn't want to allow us to. So it's not it's uncomfortable. It's literally uncomfortable talking to, even to yourself about yourself about like what you're good at and look I succeeded at this so I should like people have these weird thoughts and feelings about that and it's like why is that? Yeah. I mean, we ha- we all have great traits. We've all been successful. We all have strengths. We have God-given talents. Why can't we embrace those things? And it's just what our mind does to us. So practicing these things can really make a big, big difference about how you think about yourself. And the last thing is don't compare yourself to others. And you brought this up. I mean, it's harder now than ever because we have so much put in front of us. Mm-hmm. But I think that the the reason people have these thoughts about themselves even more than before is because we look around and we see all these other people with this perceived greater yes. experience or success. And 
You just have to remind yourself that their accomplishments have absolutely nothing to do with yours. And um, you just have to focus on you. Connect with your own unique gifts, your own perspectives, your own life, your own goals, and bring that to what will ultimately make you successful and happy. Because by the way, your success and happiness is going to be totally different than somebody else's anyway. What makes you successful and happy has nothing to do with them. And so I think that we know that logically. We just get caught up in the emotion of seeing everything else. And so... It's all about self-awareness. It's all about acknowledgement. And um, anybody can overcome this and move past this faster. I think the goal of this conversation is we're all having this happen to us. How fast are you moving past it? And are you allowing it to hold you back or not? That's the only difference between you, me, or anybody else. Yeah. And the the uh, looking around at other people around you and comparing yourself to them, I think it's more prevalent in a sales position mm, mm-hmm. because people look at their numbers and they equate that to their worth. Yeah. And then when they realize that, you know, and this might be a little bit off topic, but it's, um, they look at that, but they don't see everything else that's behind those numbers. No. That person could be super miserable. So to think that maybe you're an imposter because you're not leading up to the, the same numbers as this mm-hmm. other top salesperson just is not. It's just it's irrelevant. Not, not yeah. Yeah. It really doesn't make any sense. So awesome. I think that was a good topic. I think for everyone listening, if you guys enjoyed it, make sure you go to our Facebook group. Um, join that, bring up any discussions you have around this. And then also, if you guys have any topics that you want to submit for us to discuss on the podcast or guests that we want to have, you want to see us have on, yeah, let us know. That'd be great. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to our show. Tell your friends, join our Facebook group. We love having conversations with you guys. Awesome. See you guys on the next one. See ya.